Samuel chapter 8 from verse 1. When Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons as Israel's leaders. The name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second was Abijah, and they served at Beersheba. But his sons did not follow his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain and accepted bribes and perverted justice. So all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, You're old and your sons do not follow your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. But when they said, Give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord, and the Lord told him, Listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. But they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me, as they have done. From the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods. So they are doing to you. Now listen to them, but warn them solemnly and let them know that the king who will reign over them will claim his rights. Let them know what the king who will reign over them will claim as his rights. Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were, asked, who were asking him for a king. He said, this is what the king who will reign over you will claim as his rights. He will take your sons and make them serve with his chariots and horses. And they will run in front of his chariots. Some he will assign to be commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties and others to plow his ground and reap his harvest. And still others will make weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to, to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his attendants. He will take a tenth of your grain and of your vintage and give it to his officials and attendants, your male and female servants, and the best of your cattle and donkeys. He will take for his own use. He will take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves will become his slaves. When that day comes, you will cry out for relief from the king you have chosen, but the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the prophet refused to listen to Samuel. The people refused to listen to, to Samuel. No, they said, we want a king over us. Then we will be like all the other nations with the king to lead us and to go out before us and fight our battles. When Samuel heard all that the people said, he repeated it before the Lord. The Lord answered, listen to them and give them a king. Then Samuel said to the Israelites, everyone go back to your own town. So the people of Israel want a king. Notice that they wanted a king only because, could it be that only because 
in verse 3 it says but his sons Samuel's sons did not follow his ways they turned aside after dishonest gain and accepted bribes and perverted justice um sounds familiar sounds familiar it's almost like Eli's sons again the same sort of diversion from being true to God and to the calling on their lives they were supposed to be priests but instead we see that they were asking for bribes and perverting justice hmm. and dishonest gain dishonesty bribery injustice and since the people are really just asking for a king because they need a leader they need a ruler perhaps who they think will fight for them and will be their shepherd but isn't that who God was supposed to be their shepherd Yes, but the representation of God was through people, through men, through the sons of men. In this case, the sons of Samuel, who were not like Samuel. Notice that the men, uh, the Israelites never ever had an issue with Samuel himself. They rose against the sons of Samuel. They rejected them. So it becomes interesting then that the Lord takes this rejection and request for a king, no, demand for a king as a personal insult. It says that when they said, give us a king to lead us, it displeased Samuel. But also... The Lord tells him, as they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are doing to you. Forsaking the Lord's leadership for a man's. Isn't that the first step to the road of diversion? and separation from God when we want a human to obey instead of the Lord himself listen to all the words the people are telling you the Lord said to Samuel tell them that the king who will reign over them will claim what the king will claim as his rights. In other words, they would be oppressed. In other words, they would lose some of their best land. It goes on to detail even what kind of loss they would have, not just the servants, not just human labor, not just human capital, but the vineyards he would want them. 
he would want their olive groves and the best of their fields and to give them to his attendants sound familiar haven't we cried out to the lord about corruption and injustice in this nation about the kings giving to their attendants their ministers their governors their leaders fields and vineyards and olive groves that belong to people of the nation the citizens who worked hard to build them to nurture them to husband over them and take care of them only for them to be taken away and it's always the best the best is the best and not just the best of the land and the grain but also he would have a tenth a portion a portion of income a portion of the produce of the grain don't we pay taxes do you have a choice whether to pay taxes or not the grain over and above what the lord wanted as an honor to himself now as worship to him self now there would be even an addition to the government when you look at your pay slip don't you see these things being deducted a tenth of your grain and of your vintage and giving it to to those who will rat, who will manage it assuming that they'll manage it well this portion we can only trust that it is used well but we all know sometimes it's not used to our benefit the attendants decide the psas and the cabinet secretaries and and the government officials decide where it goes your male and female servants and the best of your cattle and the donkeys he will take for his own use and he will take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves will become his slaves now i think that is the most that is where that that is what breaks the camel's back the slavery the lack of option the lack of freedom that he would do whatever he wanted to do with them they would have no choice and yet this is a human being who perhaps wouldn't have 100% of the best interests of these people at heart when that day comes verse 18 confirms that it says when that day comes you will cry out for relief from the king you have chosen but the lord will not answer you you cannot cry out for relief for something that is good relief means it is unbearable it is a yoke but that's what they wanted so that they say they would be like the other nations how many things do we want because we want to be like other people we want to be like other nations only to adapt upon ourselves servitude slavery we want to do all courage we 
which is fine we want the sgr we want a bigger we want bigger cars we want bigger homes we want bigger better bigger to be like all the rest and they said with a king to lead us and to go out before us and fight our battles had they been going out to battle yes they had had they been winning battles yes they had without a king but they wanted to be like the other nations and when Samuel heard all that the people said he repeated it before the Lord and the Lord answered listen to them give them a king sometimes the Lord almighty will give you what you ask for after he has told you what it will cost you and you still want it and it was very clear they were told in verse 18 when that day comes he will cry out and they said no we want a king and the lord said have your king <laughs> and samuel said everybody go back to your own town he was so upset he couldn't bear with the consequences of the decisions that the people were making and yet possibly was also quite frustrated that the lord was allowing it how many times do you ask god why are you allowing this well, what should he do we have a will and we were given that will to make a choice the god almighty won't force us to do anything in as much as we want to ask why would you allow this lord he gave those people a will to make a decision and that is the decision they have made that would cost everybody forever it would cost them for a long time because at any one given time from then on there was a king and sometimes those kings cost the children of Israel everything they went to exile they lost everything they lost everything and that still happens today our leaders can make us lose it all because of the wrong decisions they make that are not in line with God's will And even if they are in God's will the frailty of it means that we suffer more under human being because of how they carry out things sometimes they are limited with short-sighted vision and drag a whole nation towards a battle that they didn't ask for and of course towards suffering consequences that they didn't want to pay was this a good or bad decision only time will tell tune in for chapter 9